Trapcast Express. Trapcast Express, it's Wednesday, January 8th, 2020. Ladies and gentlemen, today we begin with an important message from the editor of The Remnant, Mr. Michael Matt. And I really think that Francis is more or less, the reason we see this, he's pretending. You know, he's pretending to be something that he's not. I couldn't agree more. Francis is pretending to be something that he's not. Unfortunately, Matt wasn't talking about his claim to the papacy. In fact, he doubled down on recognizing him as Pope when he continued. Take a listen. You know, I, I insist I get in a lot of trouble for calling him, you know, your holiness, the Holy Father. But you know what? He hates that because in Francis's mind, he's not the holy leader of a holy church. He's a politician. He's a political activist leading a humanitarian organization called the, what, the Christian Catholic community or whatever they're calling it these days, you know? These clips are taken from the remnant video entitled Jorge's Heroes, Soros, Bono, and Bill Gates, uploaded to YouTube on January 5th. All right, so Francis allegedly hates it when Michael Matt refers to him as your holiness because he doesn't want to be the holy leader of a holy church. So Matt is only too happy to accept him as precisely that. Folks, could it be any more backwards? So I guess now Matt's shtick is that calling Francis the Pope is really clobbering and resisting him. When the reality is, of course, that people acknowledging his claim to the papacy is precisely what gives him all his power and credibility, because without that, he can do nothing. And even if people resist his teachings and directives, for as long as they hold him to be the Pope, that's all he needs to be able to continue with his program of apostasy, because it means that he is in charge. So Michael Matt and his readers are really kidding themselves if they think that their resistance with uh, Vigano and all the rest is doing any great harm to Francis or is throwing a monkey wrench into his plans. At best, they're putting a speed bump in his way. But I guess these people need to motivate themselves on occasion to stay in the game lest they defect into <laughs> sedevacantism. Wink, wink. Another example would be a post that appeared on January 4th at the Catholic Monitor blog entitled The Catholic Resistance versus Francis in 2019. There the author, Fred Martinez, writes, quote, the Catholic resistance scored major victories against Francis and his Vatican in 2019 before the New Year Slapgate scandal, unquote. And then the uh, author lists a number of evil things that Francis did last year and uh, the supposedly good things that the resistance did to respond to that. And then somehow he concludes that the resistance is winning. But how is this a victory against Francis? He's still acknowledged as Pope, and he's still doing at least as much damage as before, and honestly, it's getting worse by the week. While the internal Novus Ordo resistance with people like Burke, Schneider, and all of them at the helm, while they're holding conferences and writing books or giving interviews, Francis simply keeps going at full throttle. And you know why? Because he can. He can because they all acknowledge him as Pope. And yes, it is getting worse. Even with all the shenanigans going on in the first few years of his fake pontificate, 
Before last year, did anyone consider it a serious possibility that the Mother Earth goddess Pachamama would be worshipped in the Vatican? Did anyone think that that was realistically going to happen? And uh, if you recall, they worship Pachamama not only in the Vatican Gardens on the eve of the Amazon Synod, but also carried the idol in procession to the Synod Hall the next day. And at the closing liturgy, an offering of a bowl of soil was placed on the high altar of St. Peter's Basilica. That's where we're at. And these guys think they're winning, the, the, the resistance guys. Folks, there is no alternative to proclaiming from the housetops that this man, this Jorge Mario Bergoglio, is not the Pope of the Catholic Church. That is necessary because the papacy has consequences. A Catholic is obliged by traditional Catholic doctrine to assent to everything a Pope teaches on faith and morals, not just the infallible stuff. So, resistance is not an option, and if you do resist Francis while acknowledging him to be the Pope, you're contradicting Catholic doctrine on the papacy. So, if you think that you're accomplishing anything by resisting the Frankster, you're quite mistaken, and the joke's on you. For Francis, that's a win-win. As long as people acknowledge him as Pope, he wins even if he loses. By the way, the excommunicated Westray hermits that we talked about in the last Troutcast Express, number 99, now say that Francis has ceased to be the Pope. Now, that's a step in the right direction, and uh, I want to mention it because my main criticism of their action had been that they severed ties with the man they were acknowledging to be the Pope, and that, of course, is the sin of schism. So I don't know if they changed their minds in the middle of the game on this or what, but in an open letter published January 4th, 2020, the hermits wrote, quote, With the appearance of Amoris Laetitia and his other heresies, Pope Francis became a heretic, ceased being a Catholic, and was therefore no longer Pope, unquote. So just for the record, okay, they at least now say, that he is no longer the Pope. All right, on to our final topic. A wise man once said that where there is abortion, there is animal worship, and how true that tragically is in our oh-so-enlightened modern Western societies. The night between December 31st and January 1st, 21 monkeys died in a German zoo after fire broke out due to careless use of sky lanterns. Okay, that's a type of firework. And uh, this happened in the city of Krefeld in the state of North Rhine-Westphalia. Now, it's obviously a sad and tragic thing when monkeys burn to death in a fire. Because though they can't reason or think since they don't have a rational soul... They can and certainly do feel pain since they have what's called a sensitive soul. So 21 monkeys died and two survived. Now the way the Germans are acting, you'd think that this was a terrorist attack with 21 people dying. Okay, there are police press conferences updating the public on how this happened, how the surviving animals are doing, who's responsible for this. And uh, now different fireworks stores have said that they're no longer going to be selling sky lanterns because of this. 
And what's even worse is that people have now been placing candles and flowers and cards by the scene and made it into a memorial site. It is absurd. I mean, these monkeys are being treated as if they were human. But of course, when 21 preborn children are slaughtered in the womb, no one bats an eye. One of the fundamental reasons for this perversion is that contemporary man no longer considers what a thing is and instead only focuses on what a thing can do. And the more something can do, the more value contemporary man will attach to it. And for that reason, grown monkeys are more and more being considered of greater worth and value than preborn children or even born children because a little child can't do anything except scream and can't even feed himself, whereas a grown monkey can do all kinds of things. And never mind that the human child is made in the image and likeness of God with an immortal soul and has the ability to attain the beatific vision. A monkey has no such lofty calling and will simply cease to exist when it dies. And yes, I said it. Now, why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because the Novus Ordo theologian Father Reiner Hagenkord has weighed in on this, and he says that he would find it entirely appropriate to have a memorial service in the wake of this tragedy. And by memorial service, he means a Novus Ordo mass. Right? No, it wouldn't quite be a funeral mass. Granted, they're not at that point yet. It would be more of a bereavement service for the people to help them deal with their grief. Folks, you can't make the stuff up. Now, remember a few years back, the bereavement service held in a Belgian Novus Ordo church after a famous dog died. Remember that? You can still find our post on that if you go to novusordowatch.org slash wire and type Gone to the Dogs into the search box on the right-hand side. That was published on April 25th, 2015. And with this latest news about Mr. Hagenkord and Francis' whole Laudato Si environmentalist stuff, we're probably going to see more and more of that in the near future. Don't think it's not going to happen. Don't think that that, old, that could never happen. Think of all the outrageous news headlines that you read today and don't even bother clicking on anymore because you've heard it so many times before. And yet, oftentimes we're talking about things that five or ten years ago were totally unthinkable. Now, one thing I haven't told you yet about Mr. Hagenkord is this. He is the founder of the so-called Institute of Theological Zoology in the city of Munster, Germany. Yes, you heard correctly. Theological zoology. Well, you know, it's only fair. In the Novus Ordo sect, there's theological anthropology, and there's the theology of the body. So why not a theology of animals? Of course, the very idea of a theological zoology is thoroughly modernist because animals are not a source of supernatural divine revelation, which is what theology concerns itself with. So there can be no theological zoology. At the same time, 
It is rather fitting that this should now be an accepted Novus Ordo theological field, considering that the Vatican II religion is a theological zoo. Tradcast Express is a production of Novus Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org, and if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novusordowatch.org slash donate.